If your family is anything like mine, you might be finding that 2024 is busier than ever. And of course, when we get really busy, the first thing that goes out the window is healthy eating. So we turn to Factor. These are delicious, fresh, ready-to-eat meals. We don't have to prepare anything. Plus, there's lots of add-ons. When you choose Factor, there's 35 meals you can select each week, whether it's Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, or Keto. Again, there's no preparation, there's no mess, and you get to eat together. We kind of make a game of it. So you stand around the kitchen, decide which one you want, heat it up, chat, and we are eating well. So I recommend you head to factormeals.com slash BTM50 and use the code BTM50 to get 50% off. That's code BTM50 at factormeals.com slash BTM50 to get 50% off. Your stomach will thank you and your schedule too. This show is brought to you by BetterHelp. I don't know about you, but for me, 2024 has started out super aggressive. And that's a great moment to turn to a therapist and say, hey, can you help me figure out what's important to me? So whether or not it's setting boundaries, learning what to focus on, letting go of things that don't serve you. And if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Because it's online. If you need extra hours, you don't have to drive anywhere. You get matched with a licensed therapist And if it's not a good match, you can switch for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash audiophile today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash audiophile. Hello, and welcome to Behind the Mic with Audiophile Magazine, where you can always find recommendations for your next great audiobook. I'm Robin Witten, editor and founder of Audiophile, and all this week we are featuring our selection of the best audiobooks of 2023. Today we'll explore the many worlds brought to us in the science fiction, fantasy, and horror audiobooks. And I'm so pleased to have narrator Daniel Henning with us joining this call for the podcast. Daniel will give us his take on narrating one of the year's best audiobooks. We'll talk with Daniel soon, but first, here are the year's best sci-fi and fantasy and horror audiobooks. God Killer by Hannah Kaner, read by Kit Griffiths. The Water Outlaws by S.L. Huang, read by Emily Wu Zeller. Holly, by Stephen King, read by Justine Loop. Silver Nitrate, by Silvia Moreno-Garcia, read by Gisela Chipe. Translation State, by Anne Leckie, read by Adjua Ando. And In the Lives of Puppets, by T.J. Clune, read by Daniel Henning. And we have Daniel with us today. Welcome. Thank you so much. 
What an incredible honor to be in that list. <laughs> what a great, amazing list of work. Thank you so much. Well, there there is certainly a lot of worlds being explored in these titles. Uh, and um, I would love to hear you tell us a little bit about uh, the lives of puppets and what world does that explore? Well, In the Lives of Puppets explores the world of the insane brain of T.J. Klune. Uh, <laughs> um, I was lucky enough to be able to do his uh, book, The House in the Cerulean Sea, which is where I got introduced to T.J.'s work. And his, his mind is an amazing place. In the Lives of Puppets is after the world has changed. Um, it, there, it's not necessarily an apocalypse because the world's still moving forward. It's just moving forward with almost entirely robots and AI. And so it is his uh, it is his look at what could happen to our world and what can happen to our hearts if we don't take care of ourselves uh -huh. and 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 who we who we all want to be. Well, it, it's a wonderful premise. And let's talk about robots for a second, because <laughs> how did you prepare to voice these characters and like what research did you do? Well, um, there are about 40 characters in In the Lives of Puppets, and um, one of them is human, and the rest are robots or AI. <laughs> so it was quite a, you know, it was quite a challenge to, to do that. One of the things I hope that I did in the book, and I, 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 you know, this was certainly my goal, was to be able to give each one of those AI characters its own heart. Because, you know, they're characters and they're in a book and I'm telling a story and they're all part of the forward motion of that story. So they need to be real. They need to come from whatever their reality is. So, uh, but luckily the book was written by TJ Klune and what TJ does is he defines his characters, at least for me, like I can just see it. Like the second I read a sentence, I know the sound of his characters and this was no exception. So, you know, I would say that the, the research that I did, the preparation for the work was to read the book several times and to let those voices speak to me. My, I feel like I, I come from a theater background. So for decades, I was uh, directing and producing and helping other people create characters and, 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 and doing that. Um, and, and now being an audiobook narrator, I really trust the writer. I, I supported, I don't know, a thousand new plays and new writers in my time in the theater. Um, and so I know how to look at writing and see it, you know, really see it. And TJ does that. He, you know, a sentence or a sentence at the beginning and a sentence at the end about how the characters speak. Those are my clues. That is my research. You know, one of the one of the minor characters is described as like having a voice that's like a bucket of bolts or something. Now... <laughs> I don't know how to recreate that exact sound, but I do know what that made me think of and what that and how that made me feel. And and so the characters, even the AI ones and the robots are coming from my my gut of that character, not my brain. Oh, a, a wonderful, a wonderful way to approach it, because uh, obviously all of these characters, there are there are none like them. TJ has given you the clues and off you go. <laughs> True. And and he's great about that, by the way, too. You know, he's very hands off in terms of that. He trusts me to be able to see what he put there and then to take that and run wherever I want to go with it. Like, it's really exciting to work with him in that way. Really? 
Um, be, yeah, because he does not. He's not. He does not micromanage. Right, it's the opposite. Right. So, do you think that there will be a trend in fantasy audiobooks that that is more AI and more robots? <laughs> um, when you mean, <laughs> do you mean in real life, or do you mean in the books? Well, that that is that is not that was not a trick question. <laughs> but I will I will say this about that subject actually because. You know, I didn't think about it this way until it was sort of over. And then I actually sat down and listened to the whole book. And I was like, oh, you know what? I did a book with 40 characters, one of them human, and 39 AI. And I gave every one of those AI characters a heart. Mm. I challenge any AI narrator to do a book with even, I'll, I'll, I'll switch the odds, one AI character and 30, you know, and 39 right. humans. They, they cannot bring that heart. Right. That is something that right. will never be brought, even though I can give it to an AI. An AI can't give heart to a human character. I completely um, agree. That That is lovely. That is just, that's absolutely <laughs> a, the way that so many listeners feel. So I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. And so is that, you know, tell me what has really stayed with you about in the lives of puppets after a bit of time. And now we're talking about it, but you know, what came back immediately? And Yeah. You know, um, well, first of all, I, you know, I, this is sort of a funny little thing about me, but when I was 10 years old um, for a year at a children's amusement park in Oakland, California, I played Pinocchio. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, so I played this character for a year at a very important moment in my life, you know, I was 10 to 11 years old. And it was, a, you know, so when I heard that TJ Klune was writing a queer Pinocchio, I was like, hello, I'm about the queerest Pinocchio you're going to find. So pick me. <laughs> Wonderful. But what that but what that really brought to me is first of all just my own love of of that original Kaladi and and the and the characters from that. But what he's done and um and it is really what is inside that book from so long ago. But you know he's given us a journey of a found family, and he's given us characters that I believe will stand the test of time in terms of well-loved characters from Nurse Ratched to Rambo to Geo and everyone. And, but what's so fun about it is how much they love each other and the incredible respect they have for each other, even though they're not related physically. Yes. Right. You know, they have that connection in the heart. <laughs> yeah, very much so, you know? And so that's what stays with me is just this, I mean, I think I've lived a lot of my life like this anyway, but he's so able to articulate it so beautifully. But just the idea that your family isn't necessarily the people that you were birthed to or that you grew up with. Um, they are the people that you collect on your journey. And I think that's a pretty great way to live. It is a great way. Thank you. Thank you so much, Daniel. We've been talking about In the Lives of Puppets by T.J. Klune, read by Daniel Henning, in this special 2023 edition of Best of the Year on Behind the Mic with Audiophile Magazine. Support from Harper Audio helps bring you today's episode of Behind the Mic. Thanks for listening. <laughs>